And I draw your attention to verse number 8. And if I had a thought this morning, it would simply be, what will the Lord require in 2020? What will the Lord require in 2020? He has showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee? But to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Just one verse. Let's read it together. Ready? He has showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us. My prayer is that you will search your heart. In a little while, we'll partake of the Lord's Supper, a symbol of His body and His blood. And my prayer is that you will search your heart and judge yourself. Any moment during this message, if God nudges you and you feel the need this altar, you just peel out of that pew and just come right on. It won't hurt a thing. It won't bother me or no one else. Because I want you to partake of it. Now, now the answer is not, you say, well, I'm just not going to partake of it. I'm not right with God. That's not the right answer. That's a slap in the face to a holy God, what that is. The answer is just getting right. Amen. Amen. That we can partake of it. But what will the Lord require of you and me in 2020? Let's pray. Matt, uh, Elijah, how about you praying? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time, dear God, we've gathered together to worship you, to learn about you and hear from your word. Asking you to help our minds and hearts to be open now, dear God, if we hear the message, not from the pastor, but from you. Dear God, I ask you to bless it. Because the Lord suffer today and help us to search our own hearts and change, dear God, mold more to your end. We love you and thank you and praise you so much for the day. Amen. Amen. You be seated. Micah chapter 6. The scene is the Lord has divided the land. The people have their inheritance. And everything was pretty well equal and fair. But now the land had gotten very corrupt. The sins of the people were hidden behind a veneer of religious activity. Routine worship. But none of it came from the hearts. They had gotten greedy, materialistic. There were two classes of people. There were the rich. There were the poor. And the rich were very abusive to the poor. And they were going about their own thing. In Micah chapter 6, God calls them to court. The scene is a courtroom setting. 
And the Lord sits the jury. You're going to have a court, you've got to have a jury. Micah 6, 1 through 2, he says, Hear ye now what the Lord saith. Arise, contend thou before the mountains, and let the hills hear thy voice. He sits the mountains and the hills as his jury. Hear ye, O mountains, the Lord's controversy, and ye strong foundations of the earth. For the Lord hath a controversy with his people, and he will plead with Israel. So he looks and says, Hey, mountains and valleys and foundations, I want you to be my jury to listen. morning he's not talking about the world of that day he's talking to his people he's talking to that crowd that he's saved and supposed to be a doing better but he's got a problem with him he's got a controversy and he calls for a court scene God's the prosecutor and the mountains and the valleys and the hills and the foundations are the jury. His creative hand is the jury standing, listening. He said, listen, I've got a controversy with my people. And then the Lord proceeds to present his case. Literally, the Lord brought an indictment and he leveled several charges against the people of God. Notice what he's saying. Oh, my people, what have I done to them? me. Tell me. Talk to me. Is it a burden for you to serve me? Has serving God become so hard and hard? Testify against me. What have I done to you? He asked the people of God. He said, Wherein have I burdened you? See, the people thought God's word and His commandments was a burden. And he said, testify. I watch him as he goes back to the desk and he pulls out another sheet of paper and he levels the second indictment. For I brought thee up out of the land of Egypt and redeemed thee out of the house of servants. 
And I sit before thee, Moses and Aaron and Miriam. He said, Have you forgotten while he was down in Egypt and Pharaoh was making you make bread and had you in, in, in Charlotte's and abusing you and mistreating you? And I sent you Moses and Aaron. I sent somebody to deliver you. Have you forgotten that? I see him as he goes back and gets another sheet of paper. He says, Have you forgotten, oh my people, remember now what Balak king of Moab consulted? And what Balaam the son of Beor answered him from Shittim and the Gilgal that you may know the righteousness of the Lord. What he was saying is, he said, Do you remember when Balaam went coming curse you? Do you remember? I just wouldn't let it. I made you take this curse and turn that into a lesson. Do you remember? May I say to you this morning, in 2019, our last Sunday, that we'll ever meet in this year. Not so sure, God's not a, a problem with us. Do you remember what I saved you? Do you remember 2019 when I answered that prayer? You didn't think there was no hope for Do you remember when I touched you and healed you when you were sick? You cleaned with me. I took Do you remember when I touched your kids and healed them when they were sick? Do you remember? God said, I delivered you from slavery. The Lord protected you from Balak when he wanted you cursed. And not only that, why use his shittim? That was east of Jordan, out of the will of God. I brought you to Gilgal, which is west of Jordan, and you got in the will of God. You didn't get that by yourself, by the way. I brought you that way. I took you. Do you remember? When you found yourself cold and out of the world, and you serving idols down that shit up, you down that, because Balaam couldn't curse you. He 
told Balak how to mess you up. He told you just start whore-hopping around with the women of that place and intermingle and they're lost and you're saved and they'll, they'll just mess them up. And that's exactly what you did. But you know what? In spite of all that junk he was doing, Despite all the hell you used to live in, despite everything you used to, I still want you from shitting the guilt out place your body in my broken room. Despite me, I can get I, I couldn't believe that. You used to. So what? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? He said. Throughout their journey, Lord had put up with their unbelief, their disobedience, and constant complaining. God did for them what they couldn't do for themselves, but they had forgotten. It's good to remember what God's done for you this year. Amen? Oh, the Bible says, in the book, as a matter of fact, the book of Deuteronomy mentions Remember 14 times. He goes on to say, When our sons ask thee in time to come, saying, What mean the testimonies and the statutes and the judgment which the Lord thy God hath commanded you? Then shalt thou say unto thyself, we, we were fellows, bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders. Grace saw upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, and upon all his household before. He said, We just saw God do great things. Now God's saying, I've got a problem with you. Don't the witness stand. He's saying, why are you doing what you're doing? You're mistreating people. It's a jury. Lord presents, proceeds to present his case, and then he lets the people give their response. What's amazing, what's amazing is the people surely, surely, they'll do like the psalmist did. Psalm 51. Oh Lord. Oh Lord, we've sinned. Oh Lord, I've sinned against you. And only with guilt and shame. You know what's scaring me? You know what's scaring me, folks? I'll tell you what's scaring me. We can't blush no more. Nothing 
Shall I come before the Lord and bow thyself before the Most High? All lip service. How in the world am I supposed to come? How are we supposed to come? Lord, how would you want us to come to you? How would you want us to come and bow down before you? Listen to what they said. They said this. Shall I come before him with a burnt offering? And with calves of a year old. That was a traditional offering of that day. You want to say? Well, Lord, let's play, let's make a deal. They were bargaining with God. Do you understand? When God says something, there's no bargaining about it. They said, let's bargain with God. Now, would you like an offering? Would you like an offering? They go on to say this. Listen to them. Will the Lord be pleased with a thousand rams and with ten thousand rivers of oil? Hobnobbing with. Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sins of my soul? Well, bless God, do you want my firstborn child? Is that what you want?
intercession. He will look in session in 2020. Are you listening? God will change. He won't look in session. He's going to change. He's going to change in our hearts. He's not going to finish. Last week tonight, I preached on the grace gift for your dear God. Paul does that gift. Two people remembered. I told you before, sir, now, I will at heart. Sunday morning, I was one of the best offers we've ever had. probably wouldn't let me in the church. I don't think good things sometimes about you. I can imagine what you think about me. I don't want to know. Please keep it to yourself. But you know what? God already knows. And God says, what? And about that time, in the midst of all of this junk and attitude, Micah stands up, hold it! Oh man! Talking to the people of Israel, I'll tell you what's good, and I'm going to tell you what God requires of you. Solid Rock Baptist Church, the last Sunday of 2020, I'm going to tell you what God requires of you in 2020. You don't have to guess about it. You don't have to wonder about it. You ain't got no argument against the thing. God just says, this is what I'm going to require of us in 2020. Number one, do justly. Do justly. Now what I mean by doing justly, it means this. Honest ways. Honest ways. It means doing right. No excuses. Notice the first word, do. No debate. God's not interested in your excuses. God's not interested in your reasoning. God's not asking our opinion. God's not going to debate it with you. He's not going to discuss it with you. He says, 
do justly. Just do right. Just do right. CNN, uh, Fox News, and the whole crowd for about a year, and you'll be better off. Just shut it all down, but to do justly. I'm going to tell you something. That word is a concept is, is when you could steal, you don't. When you could cheat, you don't. When you could be dishonesty, bribery, extortion, adultery, Whatever, you just don't. Biblical justice, God's justice, includes much more. It calls for a people. Don't you listen to me. Everybody look this way. It calls for a people that will actively seek to do good to others. It means to actively, it means that I go out of my way to do good for someone else. It means for me to actively seek that. To do justly. To do justly. Not living justly. Do justly. Living justly is decided on every day. Doing justly is just who you are. During injustice were like ours. The powerful abused, those least able to stand up for themselves. Micah 3 9 said, Hear this, I pray you, ye heads of the house of Jacob, and princes of Israel that abhor judgment and pervert all equity. Her rulers 
her judges, her gifts, they were just exploiting the poor. I'm going to tell you something. God says, He says, do justly. Let me just start notice now. If you walk in this church and you're a millionaire, by the way, this has happened. Had a man, gentleman, very stately man walk in. He said, I'm very well to do. And I can really help your church. He said, most churches take me out for lunch. I looked at him. I said, sir, if you walk through them doors and you got a million dollars in your pocket, but if you walk through them doors and you ain't got two nickels to rub together in your pocket, you're going to be treated exactly the same. Let me just serve notice here. Just so I can make sure everybody knows where the preacher stands on it. We're not, and we don't, we're not going to treat our bus kids any different than our kids. And our kids is just as mean as they are. Say amen. It's good preaching. Our, our kids is just as mean as they are. And they tired just as much as they do. May I remind you, just like our kids, they'll grow up to be adults one day. And I hope to influence them in our life. Doing justly means you don't look up to no man, but you don't look down to no man. I, one day, one, one, one Sunday, Connie was just a little girl. She brought a friend home with her. And she started talking about the white trash. And I'm telling you, I've never done that before and probably won't do it again. But I come in, I cleaned her clock. I made, her, made, made sure she understood. We didn't talk like that and everybody's a person and everybody needs to be treated right and bless God, I, I, I found out later on, later on in life, God took, shaved half her hair off. She had a tumor. She's running that mouth and running people down. Bless God, there ain't nobody white trash or black trash. The people, they're in the village. Do justly. Do justly. Do justly. That's what God said. That's what He requires of us. Well, the next one, if you like that one, you're going to really love the next one. He said, number two, love mercy. Now, he didn't say extend mercy. He says love, mercy, a heavenly will. Not only do we need honest ways, but we need a heavenly will. What's love and mercy? That means when you could, because of the way you've been treated, not forgive, you do. And you love doing it. It means that you are kind. It means that you realize. You say, why in God's name do I need to be merciful? I won't tell you why you need to be merciful. I want you everybody to look at me because you're you're right, you're in this same boat with me. I've got to be merciful because I've gotten so much mercy. This past year. Yeah. I told you. If I listed to you. 
every time God should have just worn the, my pants off, when God should have judged me, when God should have just, just beat the daylights out of me, he didn't. He loved me and he forgave me. He extended mercy. I received so much mercy. Grace is God giving us that that we don't deserve. Mercy is not giving that to you that you do deserve. Kids, that's when mom and dad says, you're going to get a spanking when you get home. When they get home, they say, well, you promised not to do that again? Yes, sir. And they don't give you one. That's mercy. That's mercy. And you know why we need mercy? To extend mercy? Because so much mercy has been given to us. It's beyond imagination. You just don't know how somebody treated me, preacher. If you just knew how somebody treated me, you'd never forgive. Time out. Did they nail you to a cross? You did. Did they put a crown of thorns on your head? You did. Did they take a fist and hit you with all their might and say, prophesy? You did. Did they nail spikes through your hands and your feet? You did. You did all that. And Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's mercy. And you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that you're just never going to forgive? One of these days I'll forgive them. What? What if God come to you and did that? Why if God said, well, I might forgive you one of these days. If you keep on doing right, I might forgive you down the road. Oh no. God, if you bowed around these altars this morning with a broken heart and said, God, I'm so sorry. I'm just so sorry. I, I failed you. If you get if you get find yourself around the altar and saying, God, I robbed you all in 2019, I'm not going to do that in 2020. Say, please forgive me. You know what he did? He just forgive you. Put it all under the blood. Love mercy. See, love and mercy goes hand in hand with doing justly. Mercy implies a love, a loyal love, a steadfast loving kindness. Mercy seeks to do good to others when they really don't deserve it. It's a love based not on merit, but a love that forgives and pardons whether or not a person deserves it. My, and God said, I want you to love mercy. I don't want you just to do it. I want you to do justly. But I want you to love mercy. I want to tell you a little secret. You want, you want a happy home? How many understands this? And I need a show of hands. 
that if you've been married over a week, that the husband and wife's not perfect. How many understand that? Hallelujah. We won't go any further than that. So don't worry. Don't get alarmed. But the truth of the matter is, we've been married 44 years. June be 45 years. And I'm going to tell you something. They've been a heap, a lot of mercy extended. They've been a lot of mercy extended. Truth of the matter is, there's been days I just need mercy. There's days you're going to need mercy. And if you've received mercy, then you've no right to not extend mercy to anyone. He said, do justly. He said, love mercy. Then notice what he said. He said, I want you to walk humbly, walk, walk humbly with thy God. Don't miss this. I think that's a great statement there is in the Bible. The walk starts with doing justly. Let, let me look at this. Let me everybody look this way. If you determined you're not going to do justly, I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care what the preacher says. I ain't going to do that. Now I won't tell you this much. Now don't, don't kid yourself. There's no way you can love mercy. One propels you to the next. When you purpose to do justly, I want to do right. I want to have honest ways. I'm talking about everywhere you go. That means if you get too much change back at the restaurant, It means doing right with the people around you. You do justice. That leads us to love mercy. And love mercy leads to us walking humbly with our God. You show me the arrogant, selfish, self-centered, Individual. You show me that person that's selfish, beautiful, self, can care less what he might face. Just, 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 and nobody will tell me what's wrong. I promise you this they're not doing just for you. That's not your opinion. But I promise you they're unmerciful. They want mercy. If somebody wrongs me, I'm going to pounce on them. They're unmerciful. And they're honey, and they're proud, and they're cocky. And God said, I hate a proud look. Reckon what he thinks when we walk proudly and cocky. Reckon what he thinks about that. What do we need to do Solid Rock Baptist Church in 2020, do justly. Just do right.
Love mercy. Oh, just love mercy. Just love mercy. That's when somebody's ugly to you. You look at them and say, I won't pray for you. And turn around and walk away. I mean, you could let them have it. They probably deserve it. But you just don't. You just don't. You just don't. And then, as we walk through life, what it does, it'll humble your heart. And what it does, it reminds you of just all that God's done for you. If I started listing all the ways that God has blessed me in 2019, that wall wouldn't hold the blessings. It just wouldn't. Can't tell you the times. So what it does, it humbles your heart. You walk humbly every day. Starts doing justly, loving mercy, and walking humbly with thy God. Now you can't do that unless He's your God. There's nothing just about the devil. If you're lost, that's who you're serving. There's nothing just about him. There's nothing merciful. He'll use you, abuse you, and cast you in hell one day. There's nothing humble about him. He eats with pride. So you can't walk. can't do justly. If my God's not your God, can't love mercy if you've never received it. And you cannot walk humbly unless He's your God. It's not just walking with somebody else.